great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Today I have uh, Strangling Jack on the Man Cave Chronicles. Jack, how are you doing today? Hey, not too bad. How are you doing? Good, good. Let's start off with the listeners of... Uh, how did you come up with the name Strangling Jack? Well, uh, it's it's weird. Uh, I, I didn't come up with the name. We were part of a group called the Swinging Johnson Brothers uh, about 15 years ago or something. And uh, we all gave up our given names and replaced them with Johnson names. So, like, uh, I was... Strangling Jack Johnson. My buddy was Big Sexy Johnson. He's out in Vegas now. I had another one that was uh, uh, Big Top Johnson. <laughs> we had a girl that was Little Pete Johnson and Ivana Johnson. So everybody became Johnson. Uh, and I didn't come up with the name. My buddy, my buddy Ryan, uh, I swear at the time he told me that he named me after a wrestler. But then I talked to him years later and he said, no, I never you know, a wrestler. I just came up with that name. <laughs> oh, so I, I don't know where the hell it came from. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell the listeners about that little noise that we have in the background so they don't give oh, up yeah, on yeah. us fast? So, so you, okay, so if you watch the, uh, I have an Indiegogo campaign for a show. Okay, we're back. Uh, go ahead, uh, Jack, tell us exactly what just happened. Well, what just happened is my computer died. Uh, so <laughs> it overheats. Uh, and uh, if I'm not, if I'm not like doing my work inside of a walk-in freezer, it just, it just overheats and dies. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, how did you get into stand-up comedy? Uh, okay, so uh, we, I was part of an improv group for a very long time, and we ended up becoming the uh, the house improvisational players for the Improv Comedy Club in Ontario. And so they, they had like an American Gladiators type of thing where they'd have uh, regular funny people go up against uh, actual improv comedians. So we're kind of kind of the gladiators. Uh, and then because we, uh, we helped them out with that, they gave us free stand-up comedy lessons, which was awesome. Um, and so we learned how to develop our sets there. Oh, you know, all of our sets were all shitty, but, <laughs> but, it, but it got us into doing it. And then I, I didn't do it for probably, I, I did it maybe twice or three times and then cut to like 10 years later, which is now. Uh, and now I'm, I'm attacking it full force, uh, trying to do a hundred shows straight and filming it and talking about each of the shows and stuff like that. And, uh, the good thing that I have is I've got such a long improv and comedy background that it, that it helps with the, uh, with the standup, but it's still nerve wracking and I still bomb and you know what I mean? It's still tough. Do you want to tell us about your first time? Uh, my first time was actually great. Um, yeah, cause I'm an impressionist. So. I, uh, w- I was with the, uh, the class, the, the stand-up comedy class. And, uh, since I had all the impressions, they put me last, basically like the, uh, the headliner for the class. Um, and I got, I got the biggest response. Everybody loved it. Uh, and then, uh, Corey Holcomb came up after me so, and, and even talked about me in it. So it was really good. Uh, so my first time was actually really fun. Uh, the second time after that, I did one out in, uh, out in Los Angeles, just some dive bar and, it was just dead silence. They <laughs> wanted me to leave. And, and, uh, and then uh, my first time doing it now, you know, 10 years later, um, I forgot all my material at a place called the Dive Bar. 
uh, and uh, and it, it was quite bad. I got heckled. It, it was pretty fun. Uh, you, you can actually see it on uh, some of these trailers, and I'll I'll be talking about that incident at the show. Yeah. Uh, I actually found my 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 first time uh, at the the improv. It was a long time ago, so I'll put that on the show too, so you can right. see like just that first one. All right, b- before we get going, let's talk about your time in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, um, so uh, I moved to Las Vegas in 2013. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I got got married after a month of meeting a girl. We got divorced uh, two years later. Um, but the best part <laughs> about <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, pretty immediately, I got uh, cast as the star of Evil Dead the Musical on the on the strip at Planet Hollywood. Okay, well, I stayed there a couple of years when I went to Vegas for my first time a couple of five years ago, four years ago, something like that. It was great. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a nice place. Yeah, I've actually never been in the rooms there. They should have comped us a room, those bastards. <laughs> you would think by having a show there. You would think, right? No, we weren't technically part of. Uh, uh, planet hollywood because we were i don't know i guess considered vendors or some shit yeah but but it was still fun (laughs) all right do you want to tell us about the the indigo project oh yeah yeah um so the indiegogo project is uh i'm raising money to uh to basically build a production uh for a show called 100 nights of strangling jack where i go over um my my experience in stand-up comedy each show at a time uh, probably three shows per episode if it's uh, 11 minutes. If we actually manage to raise up $30,000, we'll be we'll be putting together a show for television, so it'll be 22 minutes, so I'll do six shows at a time. Um, but I go over each show in detail, but then I also interview um, comedians, uh, both up-and-coming comics and professionals. I've already got a couple of professionals on tape. Um, tape, God, I'm old. <laughs> uh, but then we also go over like tips and tricks uh each episode will have a theme like uh like the process or the callback or the rule of three as uh doing comedy for so long i've learned all the different comedy tricks and i'm trying to put them all into uh stand-up and i know there's a lot of people that are just starting in stand-up that don't know any of this stuff and so uh i give what i know to be uh, the rules of comedy and then i also get the rules of comedy from the experts so um have you opened for anybody uh not yet uh but i will be featuring for bruce jingles in june uh, uh he's a buddy of mine but uh, he's also um he's becoming a pretty famous comic at this point uh but we kind of started together back when we were doing improv he was doing stand-up and so we'd have him come on and stuff like that now he's like he, now he's like comedy god so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but was that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, but, but yeah, he, uh, I, I hung out with him uh, on my little trip back to California, and he said that uh, he'd like me to feature for him and all that stuff. So I'm going to be uh, doing that in June at the LA Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. That's nice. Yeah. Um, if if a listener wants to check out your Indiegogo page, how do they find you on there? Um, so can you provide links on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll send you a link to do that, but it's, uh, I think it's igg.me.100, or slash 100 nights. So they have a really short one. Um, also, it's it's plastered all over my Facebook, all over the Instagram, the Twitter, um, and the, and and also on uh, stranglingjack.com, right. which what, actually I don't know. What about, um, when's your deadline for the project? So the deadline is uh, May 28th. Okay. 
So, so a couple more weeks. Re- yeah, almost a month. Almost. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we've got some some people that are interested in doing actual executive producers outside of Indiegogo. If anybody wants to do that, please feel free. Hit me up. Yeah. Have you uh, mm-hmm. tried to get a hold of like Netflix or Hulu or anything like that to see if they're interested in the project? Um, I have uh, some feelers out for for aggregation or for um, um, distribution. Uh, no one's hit me back yet, but that's because it's still in its in its spawn form. Uh, we have a, a feature film that got aggregated a, a few years back called Driving Bill Crazy. And so I'm going to try and go through the same avenues that we did with that. Yeah. Do you have any uh, crazy Las Vegas stories you want to share with everybody? Well, getting married after, t- after <laughs> a month, that's, that's a pretty crazy one. <laughs> that's the craziest thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, uh, Vegas stories. Uh, but, you know, oddly, the best Vegas stories I have is when I was visiting Vegas before I ever lived there. Yeah, that's like uh, the only times I've ever blacked out drunk has been in Vegas. But when I was visiting, not when I lived there. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I did drunk blackout drunk one time. Uh, my buddies came out. I told them I got married, and they uh, they they bought me a bunch of drinks, and I got I got crazy drunk, and I kind of reawoke <laughs> in uh in, in a bathroom with my head in the toilet in in, in Planet Hollywood. <laughs> 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 Actually, there was one other time while I was living while I was uh, doing Evil Dead. Okay, so I, I trained a guy, uh, Rob Harpis, who's hilarious, to to play Ash as my backup. And uh, on his second night, I got to actually sit in the audience in the splatter zone and and watch the show for the first time. Like I've never seen the show from the splatter zone except for that one time. And uh, and I got drunk as shit. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, just totally blitzkrieg. And then after the show, I'm like jumping on the director. He's like, "Get your get your gorilla hands off me!" <laughs> just being just being belligerent. And I have no memory of these stories either. Just people telling me this. <laughs> so, so, so what did you think of the sh- what did you think of your own show when you were drunk watching it? Oh, dude! I came back. I'm like, that's the show we do. That's freaking awesome! And I'm like, I can't believe it. We get to do it. I, I was like losing my mind. I, I actually, it was really fun. <laughs> I think being drunk helped, but it is a good show in general. Yeah. So you want to do some uh, improv? Some some improv, sure. Well, we got. All right, um, I got. Is Morgan Freeman there? Morgan Freeman, I think, is around us. Oh wait, I am Morgan Freeman. How are you doing, sir? Can you tell us more about yourself, Mister Freeman? Well, okay. My name is Morgan Freeman. I'm a 70 year old black man with chocolate chips on his face. And I'd like it to tell you a story about growing up as a black man in rural Louisiana in the 1950s. It wasn't nice. That's my best Morgan Freeman joke, the chocolate chips on the face, man. That's great. <laughs> do you want to do, uh, do Morgan Freeman uh, introducing the Man Cave Chronicles? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the chocolate chips again. All right. All right. Hello. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm a 70 year old black man with chocolate chips on his face. And you're watching the Man Cave Chronicles. It's the best show on the internet. <laughs> Is Keanu there? Keanu, Keanu's always here, dude. <laughs> he just hangs out. Yeah. Are you high all the time or what? <laughs> Actually, dude, I'm not high all the time. You know how in movies like The Matrix and Johnny Mnemonic, they always put like 
I got like a hole in my head for like phone jacks and computer ports, stuff like that. Well, that hole's actually there. Back in the early 90s, I drilled into the back of my head chasing the perfect high. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get headaches anymore. I heard you're doing a movie with Owen Wilson. That's right. We're going to be doing a new Matrix movie. <clears throat> and they let me have a little bit of creative control in this one. And so I said, let's make it a comedy. I always like doing comedies. <laughs> and so they brought in Owen Wilson as my sidekick. And here's a clip from the movie. I know Kung Fu. Hey, I know Kung Fu too, man. Asian guy lives down the street from me. Real nice guys teaching me karate. Look, dude, I work alone. How can I be the one if there's two of us? Then I'd be like, I'd be like, the two. Yeah. No. No. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you hung out with Christopher Walken. Is that true? I did. Uh, and I to, he was here also. That's why, hey, boys, I like your show here. This is it's amazing. We're number two. Second episode. It's good times. <laughs> How do you pick up the ladies? I like to pick up all the ladies. They love me, first of all. I can say whatever I want. I like to do, what do you call them? The pickup lines. I have to go over to the ladies and say really classy pickup lines like, Your daddy must have been a farmer because you really know how to raise a cock. Do you have a mirror in your pants? Because I can see myself in your pants. Wait, hold on. That one's all mixed up. Pocket. Uh, you know, I'm getting old in my old age. Old in my old age. Hawkins weird man. He's a weird guy. Yeah. What about Arnold? <laughs> Arnold. He's he's around. I, I got a, I got a whole crowd with me right now. Right? I know. <laughs> are you doing? Are you doing, Mister Elias? It's very good to meet you. To meet you. <laughs> How's your career going, going, Arnold? My career is on the <laughs> my career is on the path downward right now. I'm uh, I'm doing reality television. I'm doing video game ads, and I'm married to a skeleton. I need to get out of this business. I'm thinking about getting back into politics. I figure if Donald Trump can be president, literally anybody can. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run on the At Least I Have Some Experience campaign. That's, that's, that's the name of the campaign, At Least I Have Some Experience. You know, what my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Back to the Future. I heard Doc Brown's there. Hey, he should be around here somewhere. Hey, Doc, you here? <laughs> What's up? Uh, are you on a podcast? I heard about those podcasts. They're no good. What do you think of Rick Sanchez? Rick Sanchez of Rick and Marty. He's a cheap knockoff. Also, I'm not drunk all the time. I sway and slur naturally. <clears throat> How about a little De Niro? Oh, but De Niro. De Niro's over here somewhere. Oh, hey, I'm right here talking to you. Are you talking to me? Because I'm talking to you. See that? I did a quote from my old movie. I like to breathe through my mouth. <laughs> De Niro is a great actor. <laughs> he is a great actor. He's, he's one of the best, especially in Goodfellas. You know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't audition. Yeah, he, he won't audition. 
Like, evidently, like, uh, if you gave him an audition, he's just like, oh, what the fuck do you want me to do? Oh, I'm going to read a line here. Where's, where's, your, where's your thing? All right, I'll read this thing here. It's uh, only open the ink cartridge immediately prior to using it. All right, is that an audition for you? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that 100% that how, that's how he is. <laughs> I've, I've seen a couple of clips like that. Yeah, he's exactly like that. <laughs> like, even when he was on SNL, and that's how he's, he's just a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me to read a teleprompter. I'll say what I want. You just act off of it, okay? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> what about Sean Connery? He's probably the best James Bond ever. Sean Connery, he's the only James Bond. Everyone else was, uh, well... A cheap knockoff, just like uh, old Doc Mar- Doc Brown's Doc Martin. Yes, the boot guy. What he said. Yes. So I heard that uh, Tommy Chung likes you. Yeah, man. Tommy Chung thinks I'm like the best Tommy Chung impersonator out there, man. <laughs> I have a bit where I have a uh, uh, like uh, well, well, 420 is a good way to say uh, four score is a good way to say 420. So talking about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> And so, I have, so I like, uh, that's, that's how it is. Uh, I could just see him uh, getting high and free enslaved. Like, oh, shit, man. You mean they're not getting paid all this time? <laughs> it's a bummer, man. Because <laughs> it's, it's Tommy Chong being Lincoln. I, it, in my mind, they sound exactly alike. Uh, 420 and several years ago, our grandfathers gave birth to this Kanye, man. That's how it goes, right? I think that's how it goes. <laughs> it's freaking great. It's great. <laughs> who else? Who else do you do? Oh man, uh, I think I got the list up to like a thousand at something like that. So uh, I don't know. Quiz me. What do you, what do you, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, you said you do uh, Stallone talking to Arnold, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I, I asked Stallone. You know, uh, how did he like working with Arnold? I was like, hey, you know, I couldn't understand him. We couldn't understand each other at all. You know, uh, here's a here's a clip from the movie. Everybody get down. Yeah, that's right. Everybody sit down. No, no, no. Look, there's no chairs here. I said, I said, everybody get down. Uh, I can't understand you. Could you speak up a little bit? You're mumbling. Talking to my coolie. What? What? <laughs> Is there any new ones that you're working on? Uh, I, I am actually, I haven't started yet, but I uh, want to get down a good Rick and Morty. Okay. Rick Sanchez. I want to have Rick Sanchez. And Doc Brown kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, uh, recently, I, I started working on um, what, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh yeah, okay. all right, all right, all right. But, oh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, it's it's not there yet. I I got I got to do a little bit more work on it. But 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 I had it there and then I left it alone. Now I got to get it back. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I do one thousand sit ups. And I do 500 push-ups, and then I run because it's my job. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I could do those voices, I would mess with people every day. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just call them up on the phone. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> um, let's see what else here. Uh, so you you have a movie that's coming out. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that's why I'm going back to Vegas. I'm going back to Vegas for about a month and a half uh, to film uh, a movie. I don't know what the hell the title is. <laughs> I know it's the part oh, I'm the playing. Black, Black uh, Terror? Yeah, I'm going to be playing The Black Terror, which is an old uh, like public domain uh, 
superheroes, one of the first superheroes. And my lady actually got cast in it, too. She's playing the first uh, superheroine ever. And not the drug, but girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's really cool because we both get to work together. And we, we met on, uh, on Evil Dead. She, she played my girlfriend in that. And then she became my girlfriend. And then uh, and now we get to work together again on this uh, this movie. So it's gonna be really fun. Does she make you do voices when you're in bed with her? Oh yeah, I figured. Yeah, like Droopy Dog. Let's hear Droopy having sex. All right, I'm about to come. Stomach, chest, or face? Goosh. Thank you. There's a five on the nightstand. <laughs> get yourself. Something nice. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, who's um, um, who's your favorite uh, stand-up comedian of all time? Do you have one? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, it's weird. Like, I think when you grow grow older, you uh, like, especially if, if like you really lean towards comedy in your life, you kind of have different favorites over time. Like when I was growing up, Jim Carrey definitely was the biggest influence on me because I was already an impressionist and a bit of a rubber face and I saw him and it was just on. Um, but as I got a little older, like, uh, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> became my favorite for a very long time. And now it's Louie. I, I seem to, to just follow like the best, like the, the ones that are agreeably the best I, are the ones that I like for some reason. I am no hipster. I like what the public likes. Evidently. I, I just saw Louis C.K. about three, four months ago. It was one of the best, oh, yeah? show, one of the best shows I've seen. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen him live yet, but I can't. I mean, yeah. I can't wait. Because like, like I've seen a lot of stand up comedians, but like, yeah, he's he was like, like I said, one of the best shows. Well, yeah. Also, uh. He's been one that I've learned a lot off of too, because he he talks about like you know his process, and uh, and it, it's really good because like uh, he he got what he does from George Carlin, which is uh, he does a set, he builds a set over a year, he films it, uh, he films a special, and he throws all that material away, and then next year, then he immediately starts working on his next set. And so Louis does the same thing. And he was talking about how, like, for the first six months, everybody just hates him. <laughs> but then by the end of the year, he's got something amazing. And so, like, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, that's why I don't know if I told you, but I'm, uh, uh, I'm attempting to film a, um, a special uh, in uh, January. So that, that's going to be the plan. I, I'm just going to follow, follow the same track that all the, all the greats do. Like, he does that. Kevin Hart does that. Chris Rock. Like, all the, all the best comics usually do one special per year. And then throw their shit away. And I see these, these comics that do like 15, 20 years doing the same, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I think that that gets in your head. And like he was talking about that, too, like because uh, he, he spent so long working on it. And it was OK. Uh, so, like, how am I supposed to, like, throw that away and work on something new? But then when he found out that when he did that, it uh, it made it so much better because he had to dig deeper. He had to I mean, he had to, like, push himself. Yeah. And uh He's really an advocate for pushing yourself and challenging yourself. Like uh, he, he has this thing like like the samurai, like folding the sword. So like you take your best bit, which is usually your closer. Now you put it at the beginning of your set, and then you have to you have to make the whole rest of the set better because the first bit is like your best bit. So you you, you either suck the rest of the bit or you have to make it better. So he, he says it like carterizes it. So by the end of it, now your last your last bit is the best. And then you bring that forward again. So, I mean, it's, it's a way of just like making it better and better and better and like yeah. kind of refining it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He's, 
he's a great one to learn from. Yeah, there's been a few comedians when I was younger that I saw a few times, you know, multiple times, and it was half the show was stuff that I already heard, and you're like, uh, yeah. you know, you're like, I'm not going to see you again, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, especially if you're like, you see them three years later and they're doing, doing the same thing. It's like, all right, well, yeah, that's your show. I've seen it, you yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not but, gonna say I'm not gonna say names because you never know they might listen to this and I don't want to. Oh yeah, I, I know those folks too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, I, I have a feeling that's a hard trap to get out of because I mean, technically, I'm doing the same thing because I did the stuff I'm working on now is the same stuff I did uh, at the improv, you know, a decade ago. I just have yeah. <laughs> I just only did it a handful of times, and so now trying to do it right. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to like plug and? talk about uh yeah um let me see uh like i said uh driving bill crazy is a movie we made about uh, 2008 right before hd hit so it's nice at standard definition film that you can buy on amazon uh just look for driving bill crazy it's hilarious uh the sound quality is isn't great because i'm not a sound engineer but i'm a i'm a producer editor the only thing i can't do is sound so you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll notice that when you watch the movie but the movie's pretty good uh it, it's gotten some good reviews uh, uh, once again, I'll be in this movie. Uh, you can see me in Vegas for the next month and a half. I'll be doing uh, a few book rooms, like I said, the uh, the Stratosphere. Um, uh, I know I'll be doing uh, Jokesters at the D, but then basically every other night I'll be at some open mic or wherever they have something that I can uh, <laughs> I can get in front of a mic and say stupid things in front of people. <laughs> is your plan? To, <laughs> is your plan to do a tour like around the country eventually? I would like to, yeah. Um, so the the plan would be to about six to nine months in to plan a tour. Uh, matter of fact, um, I, I am working on one. Uh, so I was telling you about Bruce Jingles, okay. Uh, but also Ryan Nee Miller. He's extremely funny. He's a uh, um, he, he <laughs> he's saying, uh, uh, what is that about? He, he's a handicapped comic. Uh, he's got short arms. Uh, doesn't have hands. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but but because of that, he's able, he, he he's able to to talk about this, and it is the funniest thing you'll ever hear. He's like he's hysterical. I mean, I, 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 he just got back into doing stand up, and I just saw him at the improv, and he he killed. I mean, he was better than the headliner. He was better than everybody else. He, he was like by far. I mean, he he's one of the best I've ever met. Uh, also, um, uh, we're trying to get Alex Elkin on the ticket as a, a co headliner with Bruce Jingles. So it's going to be a 420 <laughs> comedy <laughs> show. So four comics with 20 minutes each. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to try and do a, a, a basically a tour of the weed state. So uh, up through California, Oregon, and Washington, and then maybe even cut over to Colorado. So that would be fun. It would probably be about a month. Um, and I, I would be the feature on that because I'm the newcomer. There you um, go. But yeah, I'm still pretty good. You know, <laughs> I'm a newcomer that beats some, some freaking headliners, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I don't want to brag and nothing over here, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so hopefully that'll be coming up. If, uh, if that does get set in stone, I'll be blasting the shit out of that on stranglingjack.com or any of my other things. Uh, you can find basically just, just type strangling Jack into Google. You'll find whatever you need. <laughs> uh, so how can, okay, here's the next question. How can listeners find you on Twitter, Facebook, Okay, so I'll just go down the list. So Facebook, um, my, my personal page is Facebook slash Strangling Jack. My, my uh, professional page is Strangling Jack Official. So I got both of those. Uh, then Instagram is at Strangling Jack. 
Twitter at Strangling Jack. <laughs> Basically anything at Strangling Jack, you're probably going to find me. Uh, so you can get you can uh, find me all over there or on any of those. And then also stranglingjack.com. Uh, I'm a bastard and I don't update it as often as I should, but it has all the information you need up there too. When I Google search Strangling Jack, it showed me how to strangle people. I got a little worried. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's, that, that's what I do in my spare time is teach people how to strangle pro- properly, you know, so you don't get caught. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always get Jack the Ripper. Like, I either get me or Jack the Ripper. Those are the two things that I get when I Google Strangling Jack. What does Owen Wilson think about that? Hey, well, hey, man, it's great. You know, I like strangling people, too. I strangle myself when I'm jerking off. It's great. It makes it a lot better. God, that's gross. <laughs> I, tried to, uh, I did I did a Owen Wilson suicide press conference like years ago with uh, with my old group, the uh, the Johnson Brothers. And it, we got the most hate mail <laughs> ever from that. But then we also got a lot of people that just loved it. But yeah, we got some serious hate mail from that one. <laughs> can, we, can, can we listen to it? Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Just look for Owen Wilson suicide press conference. I'm going to see if I can find it on here. <laughs> this, this is not good radio right now. <laughs> uh, there we go. Oh, we'll, so probably, we'll probably get like five listeners to this podcast. Oh, that's well, all, all three of them, all, all five of them will be waiting around right now. Oh, oh yeah. Are you hearing this? <laughs> Stop it. Uh, what am I? All right. Okay. So let me look for it here. I mean, it's, it's on just old YouTube. <laughs> all right. Sure. Let me see. I'll go on and look and listen to it later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just look for Owen Wilson's suicide press conference. It was terrible. Uh, that was back when we were still figuring out green screen and all that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it, it, was, it was pretty amusing. We got a lot of hate mail. Yeah. All right, so one more time. Let's talk about the 100 Nights of Strangling Jack. Yep, 100 Nights of Strangling Jack. Uh, so... The uh, the Indiegogo campaign uh, ends on May 28th. Uh, we've already raised 10% of, th- of $10,000, um, and that's through the campaign. We've got some other um, executive producers that are, that are interested in coming in outside of the campaign. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, you'll have to message me privately. Otherwise, just go to the Indiegogo campaign and make your donations and say hi. Um, and then it should, uh, it should premiere probably late July. And that'll just go through all 100 nights of me dealing with hecklers and bombing or having a good time or doing headlining sets and stuff like that. That should be fun. If somebody wanted to break into stand-up comedy, what do you, uh, what do you say to them? Like, what do you, how do you point well, in the right uh, direction, I guess? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, don't, don't just go up there and talk. Like that's that's a big thing. Uh, a lot of comics, like on their first night, will just go up there and, uh, and I call them comics, but you know, uh, they'll just go up there and think that they're funny and try and tell stories, and it just will not work. I mean, I, every once in a while, you know, like lightning in a barrel, but uh, but usually that's not going to work. So put something together, your favorite old stories, stuff like that. Um, write out about five to ten minutes of your of your favorite stories and and practice the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Like like really get it down. Uh, also use your strengths. Uh, me, I, I do impressions. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a singer. Uh, I do a lot of different, 
I'm a performer, so I try and bring the performance into it. I know a lot of uh, a lot of comedians think that that's hacky because they, they think that the comedy is just standing in front of people and telling jokes and not moving. But I think that's the hacky shit because <laughs> like, like I'm sorry, the, the hack is the one that 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 saturates an industry so that people don't get viewed because they suck. You know what I mean? So like, ah, oh, never mind. We don't want to see this. Everybody sucks because of these hacks that just want to stand there and talk. Um, so no, bring in more of it. If you're, if you're a mathematician, make math funny. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but like bring whatever talents that you have naturally, bring it into the show. Yeah. That's, that, that's the, that's what I would like to tell people is it, is your, if you want people to pay money to see you, give them a reason to pay money. Like, I mean, put on a show, give, give them something to watch. Yeah. If you're just, if you're just talking like, you know, that that's great to go out to an open mic and see someone talking. That's fine. But if you want to pay seventy dollars a ticket, you got to do a little more. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent with that. Yeah. All right, uh, all right. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. This is uh, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, like I, uh, it's good I, to do. I, I hope you come back on again. Yeah, it, it, anytime. This this was a blast. And uh, number show number two, man. I'm right at the beginning. It's oh, pretty yeah. good. Oh yeah. Like I said, <laughs> right there's probably only like five, ten listeners listening to this, so. <laughs> well, I, I hope you get five or ten more, and I hope it lasts five or ten more years. How about that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, thanks for coming on the Man Cave Chronicles, and I, I hope we do it soon again. And uh, good luck with everything. Well, thank you very much, and good luck with the show. All right, thank you. It's going to be a blast. Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. This song is performed by Jefferson Airplane in a little rockumentary called Give Me Shelter about the Rolling Stones and their nightmare at Altamont. That night, the Oakland chapter of the Hells Angels had their way. Tonight, it's my turn. One, two, three! When the truth is found
ladies and gentlemen. We need an ambulance over by the scaffolding. Alone. Maya, that's gonna be a good one. 